Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. I want to start the class today with a quick quiz on the United Nations. The 76th session of the United Nations General Assembly is happening in New York City as we speak. Can you name three, at least three, of the six official UN languages? What is the leader of the UN called? Which country was most recently added as a member state? Name five countries that are permanent members of the United Nations Security Council. Let's begin. Jeff, can you answer number one? Name three of the six official UN languages. Well, the six official languages are Arabic, Chinese, English, French, Russian, and Spanish. Question number two, Jeff, can you answer what is the leader of the UN called? Ha! Everybody knows it's the Secretary General, duh. Oh, good job, Jeff. Can you answer question number three? Which country was most recently added as a member state? I'm trying to think. Uh, Was it South Sudan way back in 2011? Yes. Yes, it was. What about question number four? Can you name the five countries that are permanent members of the United Nations Security Council? I can. I can. Let me answer. Go ahead, Jeff. Russia, China, France, the United Kingdom, and ding, 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 the United States of America. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. We've seen it happen in the movies or TV, but we rarely see it in real life. Apparently, a suicidal man was on the roof of a building in New York, Yonkers to be exact, and he jumped to what would be his death. But he landed on another person. So he ended up killing someone is that manslaughter or murder can he be charged it just seems like wow does that suck to be the guy walking on the street underneath the guy who jumped pretty much means you've had a bad day It does bring to mind, though, I was thinking about it as I'm reading the story I'm thinking about. So, you know, the old hypothetical question of is it murder or not? Um, You know, if that if you someone jumps off a building and I fire a gun out the window and as that person is passing by my window, the bullet hits him, let's say shoots him in his skull and he, you know dies instantly is that murder on me i don't know i'm asking can you be charged with that i guess i mean we've seen instances where the in california for instance two helicopters collided and since they were chasing they were in the air one was a police helicopter and one was a news helicopter And they crashed into each other, and those people in the helicopters died. And the reason that they were flying were they were 
one was uh you know obviously filming for the news the television station and one was the police helicopter they were had a a police chase going on on the ground they charged the person who was evading police with those murders and you know they allowed it is that a reasonable charge i guess you know they wouldn't have been up there if he hadn't been evading police so i mean it makes it a, a reasonable charge i guess um but you know those are just interesting cases and it's you know it's sad the guy you know jumps off a building to end his own life which is completely sad and then he ends up you know landing on someone else at the bottom and while it's fun to think about it's not fun to actually have happen pretty sure you can quote me on that so we got news from boris johnson and the united kingdom he obviously is the prime minister of the united kingdom he has now claimed that supermarket shelves in the united kingdom could be empty for months due to a huge lack of hgv drivers and soaring global gas demands so the uk food shortages could damage plans in the months leading up to christmas after last year's christmas celebrations were halted amid the covid lockdown restrictions so they're saying now that these supermarket shelves could be empty for months uh no thank you something has got to be done and this cannot bleed over into the united states of america and i fear that it will i mean we're starting to get used to things that were always on the shelf not being there right you go into the grocery store and you they're out of this or they're short on that or they you know they will they'll have that next week and we're starting to get used to that now i know it's rare because we in america believe we could go into a walmart and get anything we want 24 hours a day seven days a week and for the most part that's true although prices obviously are beginning to rise everywhere and that's good right it's good news just the inflation raising rising prices everywhere and rising gas prices i noticed driving in this morning i stopped and i paid two dollars and 61 cents a gallon and i look remember thinking oh well that's not bad and that's you know what am i doing i'm thinking i'm beating myself up now thinking that two dollars and 61 cents isn't bad for a gallon of gas but i've paid more and then as i you know i'm driving the rest of my way to work and i look at two of the big petroleum stations uh that uh, i pass and they're all at 289 so i don't know if i you know got lucky and was able to pay the 261 or if this goes up i'm gonna be interesting to see how much it is when on my way home today to see if it's gone up and i just beat the price increase but prices are going through the roof and that that's good that's good right right of course it is so the good news is is that that's over there across the pond that's not here in america it could never happen here or in any other countries around the world it would just be there over there at the the united kingdom oh <laughs> uh, yeah and he i guess has a plan uh that is called plan a and plan b wow that's 
That's some good political thinking right there. Plan A is what we're on now, he said, and it's a graduated series of steps, and we certainly don't want or expect to have to do anything like last Christmas, which is, you know, completely locked down. But uh, so that's, that's their plan now is to not lock down and be short on food. So, man, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas from the United Kingdom. So as of this recording, and those of you listening live today uh, know that it is the 22nd of September, 2022, first day of fall, uh, fun, I, mean, I don't know what that matters, but I guess the air is supposed to cool down and make things better. But anyway, it's the 22nd of September, the first day of fall, 2021, and we still have not found the boyfriend of Gabby Petito. Uh, Brian Landry, he's out uh, wandering around somewhere. They don't know where the heck he is. Hopefully, the TikTok detectives are on the case even more. We know that uh, the amateur detectives had flooded TikTok trying to find Gabby when she went missing on the road trip. And over the past month, TikTok users have sifted through her and uh, Landry's social media accounts for clues and they turned the case into one of the most viral moments of the year. So apparently her Instagram, Gabby's Instagram, which had around 1,000 followers at the time of her disappearance, has more than 854,000 followers as of this article's writing, which was uh, you know a night or two ago. And uh, the hashtag Gabby Petito on TikTok has have over a half a billion views so maybe they could find the guy let's find brian what the heck is tiktok doing and that you know we found her we believe what we found her. really sad they did you know they ended up they, they we now have found her and the cause of death we don't know specifically but it's ruled a homicide and so we'll know more as the uh the autopsy continues really sad and you know now the boyfriend is missing he hasn't said anything to anyone it's you can know, you make the the argument of it's good that he hasn't said anything it's possible that he didn't do it but it doesn't look good i mean i guess it is possible that he didn't kill her but it certainly doesn't look good and now he's on the run or you know he would come out if they find him he's what i was just camping I don't know what's going on. What, you mean I'm a person of interest? Yeah, you're a person of interest in it. So we'll see what happens with that case. However, I will say that people are a little wound up that, uh, you know, they say that uh, while tips from the public can be useful for cracking a case, um, TikTok sleuths are now being accused of co-opting a traumatic episode for self-promotional content well yeah that's what the social media accounts are hello especially the tiktok users and the the answer, i mean it all is and it doesn't it's not just specifically tiktok but it, it's specifically tiktok now because those you know that's the platform that was uh you know finding gabby and so it's just, I love the authorities of, uh, well, uh, of course those tips could be helpful. Yeah, they pretty much found uh, the area, it was the internet that found the area where you found her. So it was helpful. 
and co-opting a traumatic episode for self-promotional content. Say that to every attorney that shows their face on TV. That's exactly what people do. People co-opt traumatic episodes in life for self-promotional content. That's the story of life, my friends. Yeah, you can quote me on that. People do co-opt traumatic events for self-promotional content. That is life. In a completely non-related story, I have new merchandise at shop.blazemedia.com. If you would like that t-shirt, it is a Chewing the Fat t-shirt that has would ya, do ya, is it, with a large question mark, chewing the fat on it. And you can sport that and promote the show as you're, as you're wandering around listening to Chewing the Fat. You could wear your Chewing the Fat t-shirt. And when people say, Chewing the Fat, you go, yeah. Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher is the show that you need to be listening to. In fact, that's what I'm listening to right now. And you can subscribe on any platform that uh, podcasts are available. And you can, you know, subscribe and listen to the show daily. And then people can say, would ya? Uh, do ya? Is it? Chewing the Fat, what is that? So you have an opportunity to support the show by getting that t-shirt. Completely unrelated, though, to what's happening with the uh, Gabby Dito case. Completely unrelated. No way would I ever think of and dream about co-opting a traumatic episode of someone or something for self-promotional content. <laughs> wow. I'm embarrassed that you think I would, I or someone else would do that. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. And I'm down to one of my final Coke Zeros that are in the black can. It's very disturbing. So good. So good. I'm going to miss him. Okay, did you see where Willie Garson died? I mean, rest in peace, Willie Garson. He was 57 years old. And you think to yourself, wait, who is Willie Garson? Why do I, why do I need to know about a Willie Garson? Because it's always, as we said yesterday on Chewing the Fat, it's always sad when someone dies. And you don't want anyone to die. But all deaths don't necessarily get the coverage that you know celebrity deaths do but you think willie garson man i I need to know who that is he's the guy from sex in the city and i was looking he played uh his character on sex in the city you would absolutely know uh when you see him uh, see a picture of him you know exactly who he is and in sex in the city he was stanford blatch and he was their gay friend and he's been in i mean he's been he's a working fool he's been in a number of series and you it's sad and they didn't give any cause of death yet but uh you you know he was in hawaii 5 as jared hirsch and he's the list of his work on imdb is huge and he was in a you know a number of movies so it's very sad to see him go but he is one of those guys that you really don't know who willie garson is but when you see him you go oh i love that guy 
All right, and did you see where Adele, yes, I know, wipe that smile off your face. You're going to be so happy. Adele is making plans for a Christmas comeback. She's going to have a new album. That's going to be, she's going to be performing in Vegas. It's going to be huge. She's going to be on fire. She's got her new look. She's going to look great. That's just, you know, that's just me being, a, you know, an Adele fan. And I see where she's all in love again. She's got the new boyfriend. You know, she got rid of uh, the old hubby and she's got the kid, but she's got the new boyfriend, Rich Paul. And they are Instagram official. So their affair and love is on center stage for the world because they're Instagram official. (laughs) Awesome. You know who else is in the news? Elvira. Yes, Elvira. And we got to talk a little bit about when you hear the story or anything having to do with Elvira, all anyone that's, you know, can think of, if you're me anyway, I should just say, if you're me, all I can think of is the song Elvira, my heart's on fire. For Elvira. I mean, that song drove me insane. It played so much on the radio. But it is the Oak Ridge Boys. Now, that I'll get back to the Elvira story, which is a fascinating story. But the Oak Ridge Boys, they're still performing. They've been around for a million years. Now, so I go to the Oak Ridge Boys website. That would be oakridgeboys.com, by the way. And they I look on their full disc it says here okay the oak ridge boys official online discography 1957 to 2021 incredible been around forever and they take you through their 57 to 66 67 to 73 74 to 87 yeah because all these years were so much different 87 to 95 96 to 2009 2010 to 21 i mean amazing and if you look at their tour dates uh, you can go see them right now as a matter of fact and they'll be promoting their newest album front porch singing and the reason i'm sure that it's front porch singing and i would bet money that this is why so that they can bring rocking chairs out on the stage and just sit in them and they're going to perform in those so it's just like a front porch so it's going to be front porch singing. They don't have to jump around and dance around. They can just come out and be in their rocking chairs and give you a show. Guaranteed. But they're on tour, and if you want to see them, they're going to be in Branson, Missouri tonight, the 22nd of September. They're going to be in Branson, Missouri tomorrow, the 23rd of September. And they're going to be in Kansas City on the on Friday, the 24th. And then they're coming to, oh, my gosh, they're going to be in Arlington, Texas, right around the corner this weekend huge i mean they're gonna be they're on tour all of the front porch singing the oak ridge boys just amazing that these guys are still around they've been around forever i mean they're no adele but i think you know what i'm what i'm saying so anyway back to elviro the reason that she's in the news is that apparently she's been living with her girlfriend for the past 19 years and she just finally is going to tell you know tell everybody in her memoirs the memoirs of the mistress of the dark actually i'd like to talk to her 
she's had a fascinating life and i should reach out and talk to her about her memoirs yours cruelly elvira so anyway elvira in her book talks about how she met her girlfriend of what has now been 19 years and she talks about how their relationship began in a gold's gym in hollywood and originally she thought her girlfriend was a guy and she said that i saw this tan dark brooding trainer and then i realized um in the ladies room that her bad boy was really a bad girl and they soon became close you know platonically of course but then uh after her marriage um she was alone and just you know being bummed out forever and then her friend you know the trainer showed up at her door weirson showed up at elvira's door holding a trash bag full of her belongings looking sad and bedraggled and She'd split from her longtime partner, spent some time in rehab, and now had no place to go. And we lived together and took care of one another through really challenging times. And in the process, something began to shift. And then one night, after we'd gone out to a movie, I felt a sudden desire to kiss Wearson. I think I was even more surprised. What the hell was I doing? I'd never been interested in woman as anything other than friends. I felt so confused. This just wasn't me. I was stunned that I'd been friends with her for so many years and never noticed how, how our chemistry was. I soon discovered that we connected sexually in a way I'd never experienced. <laughs> I realized I was falling in love. They've been together for more than 19 years. So congratulations to Elvira. So, you know, talking about the Oak Ridge Boys and being around forever got me thinking about the Stones again. And they're getting ready to go on tour. Uh, they, the 26th, four days, they're going to be in Atlanta. And, I've you know, at uh, the Dome. But then I see where they performed a little private show in Massachusetts. Uh, for New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft. And the guest list included the governor of Massachusetts, Charlie Baker, Jay Giles band singer Peter Wolf, Moderna chairman Nobar Afan, all of whom had to show proof of vaccination to attend. So I guess they set up a big tent-like structure set up on the stadium field, which is normally, you know, obviously home to the New England Patriots. And they dedicated it to Charlie Watts, and they did uh, their set list here. I don't know. It was like 300 people that were there, you know, special invitation guests. And uh, they led a chant uh, of Watts's name. They took a swig of beer. Ronnie Wood said, uh, you know, hey, we're praying for you, Charlie. We're playing for you. Steve Jordan was on drums who they announced would be the stand-in for Watts for their forthcoming tour. And uh, they also covered uh, Shylight's uh, Troubles of Coming, played their 2020 single Live in a Ghost Town live for the first time. Uh, pretty incredible that these guys are still performing and doing a thing. But I was thinking, like, their tour is called the um, No Filter 
tour, the Stones 2021 USA No Filter Tour. When, I mean, I, it could be just me, but I was kind of thinking that they should call it Dead Man Drummond. Just a thought is all on my part. You know, I just, I love the the idea of the Rolling Stones tour, Dead Man Drummond. No? It's just me? All right, fine. All right, did you know that more than 80 cultures still used whistled language to communicate over long distances by simplifying words syllable by syllable into whistled melodies. Researchers are trying to decode how bottleneck dolphins, who are, you know, of course, highly social mammals with the second largest brain relative to their body size after humans, well, now they communicate after leveraging insights from studies looking at how humans' whistled speech is structured and organized. And I guess this model may provide new algorithms for helping understand how dolphins whistles and encode information. All right, so, uh, you know, uh, on the surface, you think, well, that's kind of cool, I guess. Then you talk about, you know, the history of whistling and, you know, whistling at work just isn't a distraction. More than 80 cultures have employed whistling for their native languages to communicate. And it's, you know, it's kind of a cool thing. But then we think, well, we want to, you know, communicate with the bottlenose dolphins and try to, A, communicate with them, which I guess would be okay. You know, kind of cool. And B, we want to know what they're saying. What for? Do we really do we really need to know what the hell a bottlenose dolphin is saying? I don't think so. Do we want to know the bottlenose dolphin is thinking about taking care of a little bottlenose dolphin business with that dolphin over there? You know, that dolphin over there is looking hot. I mean, we know that they tend to try to have business with humans from, you know, multiple times in the pool. At the Sea World, that's happened. When people get in the water with the bottlenose dolphins, they try to have a quick little bottlenose dolphin business moment. So, does it matter what they say? I don't know. I guess they already use AI to help track dolphins in you know their videos and they identify the dolphin calls. But uh, you know, I don't know if they can decipher everything that the whistle communication. I guess we hear it all and we listen back to it and figure out, well, they did this when they did this. So, you know, it's we're spending an awful lot of money to figure out what a bottlenose dolphin is whistling to another bottlenose dolphin. Why? Not real sure that it will help us in any way. But, you know, if you want to do that, go ahead. Have fun. Because when it comes down to it, they're just, you know mammals swimming in the sea i don't know we're still the human on the planet okay we're still the rulers of the planet oh no we're not jeff yeah yeah we kind of are and animals just kind of revert back to you know how things go so do humans they sure do we fight all the time i know 
I know. I saw where uh, in Canada they talked about how uh, a goat and a bear got into a fight, and the goat wins. Nice. I know the mountain goat has not taken any of the bear, uh, not taken any of that. So they got into a little well fight, and the billy goat jabbed the bear with his with his horns, and uh, that took care of that. Right now, done. I win. Get out of here. This is my mountain. And in the story, it even says, in a rare turn of events, the mountain goat not only defended itself from becoming a meal, but was able to kill the attacking bear with its dagger-like horns. Yeah, no kidding. So they did the necropsy of the female grizzly bear, and it suggests that she was killed by a goat after the horns pierced the bear's armpits and neck. Yeah, no kidding. The grizzly bears, you know, went to attack because she was pissed at the billy goat and thought she'd either eat the billy goat or just get rid of it because she couldn't stand it anymore it was too whiny the whiny billy goats up there but the billy goat was having uh, none of it you don't mess with the billy goat man (laughs) the bear wasn't that big right the bear the bear was like 154 pounds so a hiker came across it and said hey uh it's a dead bear and then they airlifted it out because they didn't want it to attract other predators. That's Mother Nature. That's what happens. Animals die. Other animals eat them. That's how they live. I just, but we're going to, we know better. We know better as humans. Anyway, that's my Billy Goat bear story. You know, sometimes a headline is better than the actual story. We know that. I mean, we see that and hear that and read that all the time here on Chewing the Fat. But I see this headline, woman found dead in freezer. Okay, well, I, I you know, I like the sound of that. Not because, because it's a fascinating story, not because I'm a fan of finding someone in the freezer. But we know now that the woman was an ex-LA sheriff's detective. And again, sad. She was 87 years old. She was found dead inside a freezer in the garage of her Southern California home. She was a retired homicide detective, and she'd worked with the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department for 27 years, and 11 of those was with the Homicide Bureau. She uh, retired in 1990. So, I mean, she was a hard-working detective for a lot of years, and then she had a number of years that were pretty good. Well, she's living with her daughter, and somebody asked the police to go check and see if she was okay because they hadn't heard from her in a while. And the daughter gave inconsistent statements about her mother's whereabouts when police stopped by and wondered where she was. They said the house was uh, had a foul order. Uh, foul order odor. It was uh, the the daughter was disheveled, and it seemed like maybe there was a hoarding issue so the daughter has got a little problem right and well or maybe the mother was ended up being a hoarder the retired officer i don't know but uh they found her in the freezer it was working in the garage so i'm not sure if that's where the odor was coming from i thought if you froze it you didn't get the odor but i don't know i you know i could be wrong maybe the but the odor it appears was from the hoarding issue so it was the one person who asked to have the police come by 
said that uh, it was like one day she's your grandmother and the next day nobody hears from her. Oh, Oh, okay. Now, no arrests have been made. And, you know, they're obviously, you know, busy investigating what was happening. But you pretty much guess that she was, you know, she died. Uh, if they if they don't find that the daughter actually killed her, which sounds like that probably didn't happen. It didn't say that it looked like there were signs of foul play. And uh, the freezer, the lady body in the freezer was horrifically torn up. No, it didn't sound like that. So, you know, maybe she just died. And the daughter, being a hoarder, you know, puts her into the freezer, doesn't know what else to do. You know, I'm sure that's the case. But again, back to the headline issue. That's the headline. It makes me, makes me, sucks me. And that's what the headline is supposed to do. Good job, headline writer, because it worked. Another headline reeled me in. Um, Boeing investigating empty tequila bottles on future Air Force One. Okay, I'm interested. Really, I mean, that's true, but we they won't comment on it. And they're making the new Air Force Ones, and they found apparently, it was reported by the Wall Street Journal, although Boeing, again, hasn't commented. Apparently, they found on one of the planes that is, you know, to serve as the next Air Force One, a couple of the, what they call small, empty tequila bottles. So I don't know what that means. I don't know if it was, you know... A fifth, an eighth, just a drinking tequila bottle like you get on airlines. I don't know. But according, you know, there's no drinking on any of the properties. This was in San Antonio facility. And they won't confirm it. They're saying, but I don't know that. I don't know. You know, I mean, the workers, somebody is dumb enough to drink tequila on Boeing's property where there isn't supposed to be any alcohol and then leave the bottles there does seem a little suspicious like did it really happen or is it a setup or did it really do they have stupid enough employees that something like that really happened i mean this deal for air force one the the air force one's deal uh they did modify these planes it's only costing us 3.89 billion so 3.89 3.9 billion to uh to get this redone so don't worry about it okay <laughs> this is a personal matter all right it's related to the halo project the vc25b program don't worry about it okay bug off we're not going to talk about it but if people are drinking while they're working on these planes that's an issue i mean we've had the problem with the 737 maxes we've had the problem with the 787s uh boeing has had a little bit of a little bit of problem uh, over the past few years so perhaps finding booze bottles on any airplane that's being made by boeing but specifically planes that are supposed to be you know future air force one planes that's uh, a little bit of an issue and perhaps we need to uh, have that investigated, but maybe it's just me. This 
see where the Boston's famous skinny house has now sold for a pretty good price. I mean, the headline is, uh, you know, skinny house sells for fat price. Okay, I'm in. Uh, That's kind of like almost, you know, headline Wednesday. Um, So the home sold in August for $1.25 million. Well, no, I'm sorry. It listed in August for one point two. It sold this week in September for one point two five. A little bit more than they were in the asking price. So apparently they got multiple offers. It's a four story home built in eighteen sixty two. It's according to the plaque on the outside of the building. It's about one thousand one hundred and sixty five square feet. Uh for over a million? No, thank you. Uh, it's about 10 feet wide at its widest point and narrows in the back to 9.25 feet. Has two bedrooms, one bathroom, includes a private deck with a view of Boston Harbor. That's where you get your money. And the home does not have a front door. Instead, residents enter through a side door. It sold a few years ago, 2017, for $900,000. It's kind of a cute little thing. Uh, and I guess since you have the view of the Boston Harbor, and I, you look at it, I don't know, I guess you have to go up to the top to see the Boston Harbor because it uh, looks like it has three stories or at least two with the little walk-up thing. But uh, for one over a million bucks for this joint, okay. If you say so, I'm glad I'm I'm glad you bought it for 1.25 million and I want you to know that it's important that you bought it. Good for you. I see where the you remember the mansion we talked about in LA called The One and uh, it's now, you know, they said at one time it was worth 500 million and now it defaults on a 100 million dollar debt. So they're going to have to sell it. I mean, it's going to be repossessed. Okay, if you say so. I mean, it's a beautiful place. It's up on the, it's up in the up on the top of the hill. It's gorgeous. It's uh, pitched the one hundred and five thousand square foot home. That's a little bit more than the Boston Skinny House. It has seven pools, fifty car garage, ten thousand bottle wine cellar has its own nightclub. It's the largest and most expensive urban property in the world. That's what it was promoted as, the one. And it's expected to come on the market for 500 million according to the original video. Yeah, but there were a lot of delays and complications and one thing led to another and now you know you got to pay your bills. And uh sure you borrowed that 82.5 million. <laughs> sure you borrowed that to continue building the home, but you know, we really would like our money. And I'd like to renegotiate my deal cuz I know you think I owe you 110 million now, but yeah, I'd like to kind of renegotiate that. Yeah, that doesn't look like it's going to happen. So, there's still a according to them there's a complicated punch list left on the property and it's not ready for market (laughs) i love that's that's house builder speak right there there's a complicated punch lift left i can't even say it a complicated punch list left 
but we're going to try to get to that right away. So if you just, you know, give me a few hundred million right now, we can finish this up for you. It's a beautiful place, and it's going to end up just being, you know, a dump. It's going to be, yeah, that was going to be a beautiful place, man. It was going to be gorgeous. I know. I'd like to have it. It's one of those places that you kind of, I'm sure, putting it together and building it, he hoped that someone like, I don't know, Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk would get it. In fact, probably at the time he started building this, Elon hadn't said he was going to move out of his house yet. So he was still living out there, and he owned like four or five houses out there. So he was probably hoping that, well, maybe Elon will just consolidate to the one. But no, uh, that's not going to happen. And so it's not going to happen for Elon. It's not going to happen for Jeff Bezos. So I don't know who gets it now. Maybe Jay-Z jumps in and pays a little pays a little cash for it i mean i don't know i know you know there's all kinds of properties out there selling for 25 and 30 million in hollywood this is in the hollywood hills but are you gonna are you gonna pay 30 million for a beautiful home or are you gonna go pay you know 200 million on a place that's not even done uh no thank you and have to spend another hundred if you could get that place for 300 million it'd probably be worth it right you give him 200 million let him pay off his debts and take the place off his hands and then finish up that complicated punch list of what's happening uh that needs to be done at your home and then that would take you probably another 100 million so you can get the place for 300 million i can get you in here for 300 million right now <laughs> uh, we'll get you in here we'll pay off pay off his debts for a couple hundred million and then we need another hundred million to finish off this complicated punch list of, uh, of of things that need to be done. And we'll get that movie theater taken care of. We'll get that bowling alley taken care of. We'll get that wellness center and that gym put together. And of course, I know you want that putting green. And we've got the beauty salon and the juice bar and the tennis courts and the you know the twenty bedrooms and. The eight bedrooms over there, that's for the staff, not for you. And a guest house and the six elevators. And we've got the library and the cigar room and the candy room. <laughs> uh, yeah, we can get you in here for $300 million right now. What do you think? We start backing up the trucks? I mean, maybe Google will buy it. Maybe Google will buy the one. I know they just dropped $2.1 billion dollars on a building the st john's terminal in manhattan 2.1 billion dollars it's going to serve as the anchor for google's new hudson square campus nice very nice about time they should own i mean one of those buildings in manhattan should be the google building i mean it should hello i don't know why it's not right now but they plan on uh building upon their existing investment of more than 250 million just this year on the new york campus presence look they the cfo ruth parad of the cfo for alphabet and google uh wrote that google has been fortunate to call new york city home for more than 20 years during which time we've grown to 12,000 employees new york's vitality creativity and world-class talent are what keep us rooted here <laughs> It is why we're announcing today that we're deepening our commitment to New York and intend to purchase the St. John's Terminal in Manhattan for $2.1 billion, which will serve as the anchor, as I said, to our new Hudson Square campus. That is so special. And maybe they could buy the one out on the West Coast. 
Maybe Zuckerberg. Maybe Zuckerberg could buy the one. I don't know. I mean, they're having a big problems as it is. I mean, we, we know now that they're in trouble. They are actually looking to make people like them. Wait, what? Yeah. They want to, they've got problems, and we know that they've got problems, right? I mean, we know that. And they're trying to defend their image. I mean, they've had their internal meeting in January that said, hey, we've got to show people positive stories about Facebook. Yeah, that'd be nice if there were any positive stories about Facebook. I mean, we have the big uh, Facebook story where they were shielding millions of VIP users from moderation protocols, which just pisses the regular you and me is off. Yeah, I know. So apparently now they're going to investigate. They're known as cross-check or x-check which protects the celebrity users from moderation amid concerns that the social media giant purposely uh misled the board about its rules well of course it did hello i mean they're already saying that well the recent investigations by wall street journal contain deliberate mischaracterizations and assign false motives to employees. Well, welcome to it, Facebook. How you like it? Yeah, it's different when it comes back, right? When the chickens come home to roost, it's a little bit different. So here's an idea. How about you just let everyone play by the same rules? And then you report that we're just going to let everybody play by the same rules. And you let us be in charge of us. How about that? Is that too much to ask? I think it is probably, but thought I would ask anyway. All right, I'll leave you with the story of the lady from. Well, we don't know where she's from. We we're, we know this is taking place in Croatia. But Croatian police and the public have joined forces to hunt for clues surrounding this woman who was found injured on a remote beach with no recollection of her name or background. Wait, what? Yeah, the mystery of the blonde mystery of the blonde woman. Uh, it's a Hardy Boys. The mystery of the blonde woman on the beach. In her. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, never mind. I'm not going to go there. The mystery of the blonde woman on the beach, the Hardy Boys, in her 60s, speaks fluent English, has a spread around the world. Authorities have yet to establish her identity. It's been nine days since she was found. So the fisherman spotted her uh, shouting for help while sitting on a jagged rock on an island, and which is a you know part of a tourist destination there she had uh, bloody facial injuries taken to the hospital she's in stable condition she spent the night sitting on the rock in a location that was so remote that rescuers had to hike two miles to reach her and that's after they saw her so we don't even know you know i guess the fishermen would have seen her before then if she was there but you know we're guessing that that's she showed up and only had to be on this rock for a month but her backpack was found some distance from where she was spotted it contained mosquito spray no wallet well the wallet was there but just no identification or money 
that's it tips have been coming in from around the world but they and they're looking at them but they really don't know who she is Uh, several people on social media have said yeah that looks like someone that i know uh it might be the lady missing from canada one salesperson said that this woman visited her kiosk and spoke croatian so tourists said they met her on september 9th and described a conversation all right she told us about how she travels that she's retired uh, acquaintances are still working we talked about vaccinations the lady did not want and was afraid that she would have to quarantine when she returned the tourist also said that the woman revealed that she was from slovakia and that she turned off her phone and discarded the sim card to avoid a 14-day quarantine when she went back home she only had her backpack and traveled the area by bus and train that's very strange she was in the area it was extremely inaccessible part of the bay as you know we don't know we don't know we don't know who she is nobody has owned up and said yeah that's uh that's my mom that's my grandma that's my sister nope that's my wife nope we're just taking the word of somebody at a kiosk that this was uh you know yeah i waited on her and we talked about uh you know we talked about her travels did you did you so anyway if you're looking for someone (laughs) and you don't you don't know you know where they are and the person that you're looking for is a 60 year old blonde woman i mean take a look this might be her stream and subscribe to more blaze media content at the blaze.com slash podcasts